Welcome to IG's Trading the Markets. Uh, we're joined uh, by Chris Versace, uh, CIO of Tomatica, for something that is really exciting. Uh, the US uh, election, of course, and we've just seen New Hampshire's now looking like a uh, Trump versus Biden race. Yeah, it does look increasingly like that. You know, uh, Nikki Haley has yet to kind of throw in the towel. We'll have to see what happens in South Carolina. But but you are correct. It is shaping to look like a, uh, you know, square off, or I should say a re-square off of the last election. Um, you know, we're going to have to watch this pretty carefully. Uh, I, I think just conceptually, if, if you think about, you know, the market and how it likes, um, you know, more certain outcomes, i.e. it doesn't like uncertainty, uh, it's going to follow this pretty closely. Um, I, I think just generally speaking, though, if we get the sense that we see the Republicans take the presidency back, that could be positive for the stock market. I, I say that because the typical agenda tends to be along the lines of either less taxes or potentially tax cuts. Um, there's also the prospect of you know greater defense spending. Um, you know, and on those things will kind of get the market excited. On, on the flip side, if we see the Democrats continue to hold on to the presidency, there will be greater concerns about additional government spending that does kind of raise greater concerns about U.S. debt levels and the potential risk of additional gridlock in Washington between uh, the presidency and Congress. So, you know, a lot to a lot to think about. But we've got, you know, more than several months to go. And I'm sure we'll be talking about this quite a bit. So how should investors position themselves, given that the uh, S&P 500 has been going great guns uh, recently, um, confounding many experts out there, and also the fact that data from the U.S. still paints a really robust picture? And we're seeing the same picture being replicated, too, in, in many ways in the uh, earnings uh, season as well, although it's not finished yet. We've got the uh, big ones still to come. But um, how is this going to shape up in terms of those wanting to to perhaps, you know, stay or maybe exit stocks? What, what, if they're on the fence, what should they do? A couple of questions tied in there. So, you know, first and foremost, let, let's understand what has been driving the market. And I, I think when you compare the S&P 500, which is a market cap weighted index with its equal weighted uh, version, um, you really start to see what's happening there. Remember, the market cap weighted version of the S&P 500 is very heavy in what people have called the Magnificent Seven. If we strike out Tesla, call it the Sensational Six, the Sexy Six, you know, whatever you'd like. But really, since Taiwan Semiconductor gave its robust outlook for 2024, fingering uh, AI, and then we, of course, had very positive comments about AI from uh, Meta's Mark Zuckerberg, and then from uh, Supermicrocomputer, and then even again this week, earlier uh, today from SAP as it looks to embrace business AI, that whole AI kit and caboodle group of stocks is really what's driving the market higher, kind of replicating what we saw um, you know, from about the end of the first quarter of 2023 through September. So you, you need, again, need to understand what's driving the market. We also want to watch the market technicals. As we continue to push higher, setting new highs, we have to be mindful that the market past a certain point will enter overbought territory. In other words, things get a little frothy. And you know you might want to consider trimming back some of your positions, locking in the big, the big gains, especially when we take a look back at how far the market has come since the end of October. 
But on the subject of earnings, you are correct. We are seeing uh, some very good earnings. We're also seeing other companies more tied to the industrial economy. Uh, 3M, for example, DuPont, uh, report their quarters and guide lower. So I would say that it's it's early days on getting out the scorecard, excuse me, scorecard for the December quarter earnings season. We have a lot to go through, about 1,400 companies uh, over the next two and a half weeks with the vast majority of the S&P 500 yet to report. So uh, cautiously optimistic, but by no means are we anywhere near being done. Separately, Chris, we um, saw that uh, China's central bank uh, came out with plans to cut the amount of cash banks have to hold in reserves. And this stimulated the market, especially in the mining sector and also luxury goods. Uh, all this spurring talk as well that uh, Beijing could be set to unveil a fresh stimulus package ahead of the Chinese New Year. Uh, could this perhaps give further upward lift to the markets? I think it could. Um, you know, people like to get excited when they see big stimulus packages. We've seen this, however, you know, a couple of times before when China was coming out of the pandemic, uh, looking to stimulate, re-stimulate that economy, and they really haven't taken hold. So, you know, again, the market's likely to be uh, somewhere between more forward-looking on this, potentially out uh, a little bit over its skis. We'll have to see how those stocks kind of really react, how far ahead they get of themselves. But, you know, from a global economy perspective, um, you know, China's very important second largest economy. Uh, the fact that they are stimulating their um, that economy is probably good overall. But again, how much will it actually do remains to be seen. Right, we have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris Versace, the CIO of Tomatica. This is IG's Trading the Markets.